0: On today's show, we will be talking about our concert experiences, another top five, and of course, answering your listener questions. Episode four will start in three, two, Welcome back to the Sip and Serve podcast where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski, and I'm joined by Corey with a K and my main man, DG. What up, DG? Nowhere else I would rather be on the face of the planet. Rollski, what about you? I love it, brother. I'm right here with you. Let's get into it. We got a lot going on on this episode, so what do you say we just dive right in, brother? Let's get it. Dylan, I know you've told the people here on the podcast say you're a big music guy I know your iPod is hot With all different genres And your playlists are cold as ice So tell me brother Would you rather listen to music On your iPod Radio Computer Or Go to a live concert
1: Without question Give me That live music And it doesn't It doesn't have to be In a stadium it doesn't have to be in a big outdoor amphitheater. It can just be on the back patio at Watch Street Tavern.
0: Okay. But live music is my jam, dude. You know, whenever I think of live music, I don't think of like a concert right away. When I think live music, I'm going with what you just said. I'm on the back deck of a patio of a bar, a local band. We probably don't even know who the hell they are, but they're just ripping the cords and we're sitting there drinking, talking to our friends, just having a hell of a night.
1: There's nothing better. Nah. No, there's no other. There's no better um, background noise for a night of beer drinking, enjoying some good food, enjoying some good weather than a live band. Doesn't matter where you are.
0: I agree. I agree. So with that being said, Dylan, you said you would rather go to a concert. How many concerts you been to, brother? Who? I want to say.
1: Around 20 altogether. 20? Yeah.
0: Jeez, dude, you... uh, Around 20. What about you? Okay. Well, I feel like like I'm just a little shithead over here. (laughs) (laughs) I've only been to like six compared to your 20. All right. But now let me explain myself. I've never... Actually, you took me to my first ever concert. You're welcome. What? How old were we when we went there?
1: So that was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college. Uh, so that would have been what your summer between your junior and senior year of high school? Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. So when we went to my first concert, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So you were telling me about what it's going to be like. It's going to be like this, going to be like that. But when I got there, Dylan, there was nobody in the parking lot. We went down there to tailgate, and there was no one in the parking lot. So let me set the stage for you. Dylan's like, hey, man, you ever heard of Tom Petty? I'm like, No, not at all. Never heard of him. He's like, just give him a listen. He's got a concert coming up, and I think you'll enjoy his music. So this was like probably a month or two before we got our tickets. He's like, just check him out, see if you want to go. So I got to listening, and really it wasn't my style of music, but after listening to him for a few weeks, just straight Tom Petty in my car, Dude, I I kinda I I started getting into it. Like I fell in love with it. And uh so I decided I said, you know what, I'll go with you. I kinda like I kinda like him. I would like to see him in person. I've never been to a concert. So we went and uh he's telling me, you know, we're gonna go down early. We're gonna go down early, we're gonna tailgate. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. So you, we
1: you have to. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're gonna do it right, you gotta go down yeah, I agree. You gotta get there early. You gotta get with the crowd, you know, pre game a little bit. And then go, get on in there.
0: So, yeah, we were, we were on our way down. We had our coolers packed. I think, hell, I think we even packed our lunch. We went down. So, I think we got there like 2 o'clock. Concert didn't start till like 7 or 8. And we're just ready to party. We pull into the parking lot. And by God, we were the first ones there. <laughs> we Yeah, we pulled in. And I was, dude,
1: I don't know. I it might have, My uncle goes to a lot of concerts. Yeah. And so, I think at that point in my life, I had heard him talk about so many concerts he's been to, about tailgating before, Jimmy Buffett concerts and stuff like that. Oh, I've but heard was, stories about oh, Jimmy Buffett. You're not those those get wild. Yeah. But I was just like, man, if we're gonna do this the right way, we gotta get down there early. And you know, I'm just a college kid. I don't I'm not thinking, well, you know, most people don't get off work until four or five in the evening. So we're down we, we showed up at what, two
0: thirty? Yeah, we were down there early.
1: I mean, we found the right parking lot. We were right across the street from the venue.
0: Yeah. But it was a ghost town. Ghost town. No one there. So we popped the trunk. You know, we cracked open a few golden yummies, put the koozies on, and we're just sitting in our lawn chairs. And I tell you what, the next car didn't come for at least another hour, hour and a half. But we had a great time. Um, we'll get in. We'll get into the Tom Petty concert a little later on. But <clears throat> who else have you seen, Dylan, besides Tom Petty? There's a variety, man. Uh, the first
1: the first uh, concert I ever went to, I was in middle school. went with my mom and my dad, and we went and saw Jimmy Buffett in uh, the Schottenstein Center up in
0: Columbus. So I take it there was no tailgating for that one? Nope. No okay. tailgating there.
1: All right. But good show nonetheless. Um, I've seen Paul McCartney in the Schottenstein Center. That was the second concert I ever went to. My first outdoor concert was up in Columbus. I saw Def Leppard and Journey with some. Some high school friends. I've seen Tom Petty twice. Um, I'm a big Zach Brown Band fan, as is Corey with the K to my left. And uh, we saw a real a great show that he put on uh, up in Detroit at Comerica Park. Sat in center field, watched the whole whole concert. That was a good show. I've
0: seen Zach Brown Band six or seven times. Six or seven times? Yeah. And let me ask you this. You say six or seven do you ever get, is there ever, when you're done with the last concert you've been to, is there everything like, this is going to be my last one? Or you're like, when's the next?
1: Yeah. Yeah. When's the next? Because. Really?
0: Because it's usually
1: at least a year between shows. And in that year, he's going to release new music. So you're going to be, you're going to be hearing some new music the next time you go. Plus, they could just be a straight cover band and they'd be phenomenal. I mean, they're a, their quote unquote country is how they, you know, how people identify them. But dude, they could be a bluegrass band if they wanted to be. They could be a rock band. You could be hearing them on 997 The Blitz if that's the direction they wanted to go. They're that good. I mean, they've covered Metallica songs, Rage Against the Machine songs, Led Zeppelin so songs. So they're
0: so they're not just playing their own music. No. They're they're covering a lot of other bands.
1: A lot of other awesome. bands. A lot. They're more so, yeah. like a
0: southern rock,
1: alt rock Slash country kind of band. See, I didn't
0: know that about them.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you went to if, like if we took you to a show, yeah, I think you'd have a good time. Oh, I mean, live music and beer, I'd have a great time. Yeah, yeah. Who else so, have you seen? Um, I've seen Eric Church twice. I think I'd like going to an Eric Church concert. I feel I was I I was gonna say that. I feel like of everybody on my list of people that I've seen, I, I feel like you'd
0: be an Eric Church. See, guy. I, I like Brantley Gilbert a lot. And I like they kind of got the same, the same vibe. Uh, yeah, the same vibe, same flow in their music. Yeah, he's kind of in like, the country world.
1: He's kind of like considers himself to be kind of an outlaw of country music. Yep. Him and but like I both. said, but like I said, man, his band they could be a, just a straight rock band if they wanted to be. Um, but he was excellent, and I saw him twice. Um, I've been up to Buckeye Country Superfest in Columbus one time in the Horseshoe, where the Bucks play for our out of state listeners. Um saw 21 Pilots in Columbus. Um my wife and I went to Mumford and Sons, which that was a show she really wanted to go to. That was more her choice than mine. Um I've always liked Mumford and Sons, but man, seeing them live, they were excellent. And like I said in the last episode, saw Leonard Skinner
0: down in Louisville, and that about tops the list for me. Okay. Like I said, I've been I've been to six different concerts. I've seen The kid, kid motherfucking rock from the old school. Was that just one time you've seen him? I've seen seen him him three times. Okay. And uh, one of the concerts I went to, Brantley Gilbert opened for him. And that's when I first got into Brantley. Because I I wasn't really like big. I would listen to country, but I don't even know if you'd call it. It's pop country, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I wasn't big into it until um, I listened to Brantley at the kid rock. And I'm like, man. This is, this is some good shit, man. I'm going to start listening to this guy. And then I got, of course, I always liked Florida Georgia Line. So then I got into Brantley, Eric Church. I started listening to more country, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've also been to, so we got Kid Rock three times. I also went to a MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, and he opened up for Meek Mill and Rick Ross. Believe that or not. Where was that? That was at the Schottenstein Center in Columbus. And that was the time McMill was, um, he just came out with the album Dreams and Nightmares. And it was, it was a pretty badass concert. And then last but not least, oh, sorry. I was, was seeing Tom Petty. And then last but not least, I went to a concert that had five different people at it. It was a, it was a rap concert. It was at River Bend down in Cincinnati on the river. They had Waka Flocka, Wale, J. Cole. Meek Mill, and Drake, all at the same concert. That's a lineup. Dude, it's- How long ago was that? Uh, That would have been, like, my- I would have been, like, 2012? 2011, 2012? Yeah. So, I was working at uh, the phone company at the time, and I seen it pop up that they wasn't sold out. It was the day of I bought the tickets. So, I was just like, man, this would be awesome. So, I just- Purchased two tickets I didn't have no one to go with So I got on my friends On my phone while I was at work And I was like Anybody want to go Anybody want to go Finally McCoy says You know what dude Let's go it would be badass So we went down And uh, I was at Riverbend Outdoor And by the time we got there Waka Flocka was already on But he was the first He was the first guy to come on So it had just started And we could hear the music from the parking lot, and we're like, man, what are we getting ourselves into? Because it it was packed, dude. We had to, we couldn't even park in the parking lot. We parked like down the road and had to walk. See, now you know why when
1: we went to that exactly. Tom Petty show, we got there at two thirty.
0: Exactly. Let me ask you this, Dylan. What was your favorite? What was your favorite concert you've been to?
1: My favorite concert that I've been to to date. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to say this is one of the more recent shows I've been to. And Corey went with me. Uh, We went down to a show in August of, I want to say 2018, down in Great American Ballpark down in Cincinnati. Zach Brown Band. And another artist uh, that I'm a fan of, Leon Bridges, was actually down there opening up for him. But we had tickets on the field. So we're sitting in shallow left field of Great American Ballpark. You look straight up, the Jumbotron's right there. Stage is just right over there to our right. I mean, I could have just, you know, I could have just flicked a rock up there and hit somebody on stage if I wanted to. I mean, we were that close. And you just, you're on the field, dude. You look around, it's it's like, you know.
0: Stadium's packed. The stadium's and everybody, everybody's up. above you pretty much. Yeah,
1: everybody's above us. The only bad thing was those porta-potties, you know. <laughs>
0: We mentioned them earlier.
1: Yeah, you you know how I feel about those, but other than that, dude, it was it was a great show. Great show. So that
0: was your favorite. That's that's probably been my all-time okay. favorite, yeah. My favorite concert I've ever been to, and I've only been to six. So I've been to three Kid Rock concerts. Two of them have been outdoor at Riverbend, the Riverbend Center. Is that what it's called? Is it just called River Bend Music Center, that's what it's called, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So I just it's, call it River Bend. It's outside of Cincinnati along the river. And uh, two of them were there. The first time I went, he was uh, promoting his album called First Kiss. So, like you said, your uncle is a huge concert guy. He loves Kid Rock. Yep. So he was, and I love Kid Rock too, so he's like, you got to go. You got to go. You got to see him in concert at least once. So he talked me into it. At this point, I've only been to, you know, one or two concerts. And, you know, I, they they were all right. So I was like, all right, I'll give him a chance. I'll go to Kid Rock. So I go down there. He's promoting an album that I hated. So I should have known I wasn't going to like the concert because he, he didn't play much of anything else besides what was on that album. He promoting the album. Yep, on that tour that year. I mean, he played a few old songs, but I'm not, not – not what I was expecting at a kid rock concert right. you were expecting the greatest hits Yeah. so i was i was uh, disappointed so the first kid rock concert didn't like it round 2 came along i didn't want to go back cuz i said nah i said nah i don't I don't want to go again i'm out on i'm out on the concert scene but all my friends have never seen kid rock before and they love them too so they're like come on man just go again we'll have a great time we're all going this time Fine, so I bought the, I bought a ticket, me and my wife went with everybody, I think we had like a group of eight or ten people go with us. Is this Riverbend again? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's outside Riverbend again. So we get down there, we get our hotel room, and it's raining all day. I mean, it, it's, when I say raining, I mean it's fucking pouring. It's raining cats and dogs all day long. And here I am. I'm thinking this guy's going to cancel it. Hopefully, he can- I wanted him to cancel it because I didn't want to stand in it. I wanted him to reschedule it, maybe for a later date. And because it's only Cincinnati, it's an hour and a half away from our house. That's not bad. But no, he had the concert, and by God, we went. And by God, I had the worst worst time of my life because when I say monsoon, and it was raining sideways. Man. Like you were standing there. We had we had our ponchos on, Dylan, and I was like, you couldn't get away from the rain because the wind was just blowing and it was just going everywhere. <laughs> Terrible time. And I don't know what it is about Kid Rock versus indoor and outdoor, but this second concert, he wasn't promoting an album, so I'm like, maybe he'll play my, my shit, you know? He didn't. He played like a uh, like a mixture. Like, a, like Maybe he has like an outdoor set that he plays because he would play like Cocky, one of my favorite songs. He'd play like the, um, the middle of the song for like a minute and then he would switch to another song to a different verse on another song. It's like he had a mix and match up Yeah, like with a, all of his songs. Yeah, gotcha. Fucking hated it. So that was my second time seeing Kid Rock. Third time, maybe third time to charm, you know. These were both outdoor so I seen him at Nationwide downtown Columbus, Ohio. We went and seen him in Columbus, downtown and Nationwide and I tell you what, Dylan, I'm not fucking kidding you when I say this, top five night of my entire life. So do you attribute
1: that to the fact that it was, he just better indoors?
0: I'm getting ready to get into that, brother. Okay, all right. So, first two were outdoors, this one was indoor. Top five night of my entire life. Let me break it down for you. We had, um, it might have been someone's birthday we went for, I'm not sure, but Went bar hopping all day. We got up there at like 11. Went out to lunch. Bar hopped all downtown Columbus all day long. Met your uncle and his buddies at a bar close by Nationwide. We drank and took shots with him for like the last hour and a half before we went in. Great time. We went into that concert, and Brantley Gilbert was playing. I'm like, this guy. Who's this guy? You know, I just want to see the kid. Right. I sit down, and dude, this guy's just shredding it. And I, it's just getting me hyped. Getting hyped. kid comes on unbelievable dude the people that's why i like indoor better i think is because the atmosphere if you're outdoor and you're sitting in the lawn seats you can't sit down you can't enjoy yourself everybody's like in a huddle and you're just not comfortable you know the the concert's going to be two hours long i would rather be able to sit or stand if i want to indoors don't have to worry about the weather and I mean, you're just you're just more comfortable. Right. So, kid came on. He played all the greatest hits the whole night, every bit of the song. Played all the song, every song I wanted to hear. And I'm telling you, one of the wildest nights of my life, brother. We were all the way at the top. We were at the top row, dude, in in nationwide, very top. Nothing behind us, just the wall. And all ten of us had the time of our lives. I tell you what, when ball with the ball came on, Dylan. I took my shirt off in a concert, took my shirt off, started swinging it around my head so hard. I was just so into it. I might've been a little tipsy. I mean, I'm sure you could imagine, but my friend, my buddy, buddy took my shirt out of my hands and threw it 20 rows down below (laughs) us. (laughs) So here I am, I'm sitting at a Kid Rock concert, okay? And I don't have a shirt on, a no shirt. And I look over to my right during this ball with the ball song. My other friend, Big Red, is over here. He's passed out. <laughs> his chin is on his chest. He's gone snoring. He's out of it. Like he just had too much to drink. Like yeah. his eyes were like rolling in the back of his head. And I'm just like shaking him, like dude, you're missing ball with the ball. Would you stand up? Just went too hard. God, dude. <laughs> Top five night of my life. The lights came on after the concert. And I had no shirt on. You should have seen these people looking at me. I had to go down there and find my shirt. Luckily, I found it, but it was sitting in a puddle of beer. Oh, yeah, naturally. I mean, you, I wasn't going to be able to wear it. So my buddy, Buddy, had to give me his sweatshirt. And this, it was, this is the middle of winter. So he had to walk the rest of the night because we went back to the bars. I have no shirt I'm just wearing a sweatshirt with nothing on under it, and he's wearing just a T-shirt, and its I guarantee it's like 15 degrees outside. Middle of winter, Ohio. <sighs> what a night. That's wild. So with that being said, would you rather go to an outdoor or an indoor concert? Great question.
1: Uh, I feel like it kind of depends on your personality, and it kind of depends on what you want your experience to be. Um, you mentioned like sitting on lawn seats. If you go to an outdoor show, like the lawn seats is kind of just where the party is. Right. I mean, if people just want to go and get the concert experience, you're not going to be close. You're not going to be very close to the performers at all.
0: No. Whenever I've been like, you can hardly see them.
1: Yeah. They're like, they're just like little specks down there. You you don't even know what's going on really. I mean, of course, most venues they have jumbotron.
0: I see. And, that's the only way you can watch the concert, right? Jumbotron. You can
1: see the action on jumbotron, but as far as like you you being in close proximity to the people performing, you're going to be. It's going to feel like you're miles away. Now you're going to hear the music blaring, and you're going to get the whole vibe. You know, you know, you're going to be in the atmosphere. But like, I don't know. I feel like lawn seats at outdoor concerts is just for people who just want to go, have a few drinks, have a good time. And just listen to the music. Now, if you get a pavilion seat at an outdoor show, okay, now we're a little more intimate.
0: See, that's where I think I messed up. Because the night I told you it was piss pouring rain, your Uncle Greg was at the same concert again. And the son of a bitch got pavilion seats and he was dry.
1: He was dry. He was
0: dry and he had a hell of a time. He said he loved it. And I couldn't even enjoy it because I couldn't even open my eyes it was raining so hard.
1: I mean, plus in a pavilion seat, you're closer to the action. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I think more, he was like 10 rows off. You're more invested in what's going on on stage. You know, yeah. you're, seeing kid, you, you're seeing the kid and what he's doing up there. You're seeing all his antics.
0: Yeah, and you're and you're really, um, unless they have a break, you're really not running to get beers in. I mean, you're there for the concert. If you buy pavilion seats, like you said, you are there for the concert. Yeah, you're, you're trying to get your money's worth for those tickets. Yeah, they're not cheap either. I looked them up. So,
1: indoor, outdoor? So... I mean, that, those are kind of the pros and cons of outdoor concerts. Um, with indoor concerts, you know, um, first of all, indoor show, it can be year-round. So, you know, outdoor shows, typically spring, summer. Yep. Indoor shows could be dead of winter, but, you know, show goes on. Um, another thing about indoor concerts is there's really not a
0: It's really not a terrible seat. You know what I mean? Like you said, you were up in the nosebleeds. All the way at the top. We were at the very top. No one behind us. Yeah. And we had the time of our lives because we could stand up and, you know, yell the whole time and then we're not bothering no one behind us. Right. So if I ever go back to a concert indoors, I'm buying the cheapest seat because that's where I want to be. There's no one behind me. I'm not pissing no one off, man. I'm taking my shirt off and I'm swinging it around my head like a fucking helicopter, dude. And I'm having the time of my life up there. Well, I'll tell you where else
1: you could do that and not piss anybody off. The pit. Okay. Right down in front of Now, the price difference is going to be have quite- Have you ever been to the pit? Quite significant. No, I've never been. Okay. Yeah, I actually have been in a pit. Really? I've been in one pit at the OAR concert we went to in college. I was in the pit, but that was a mistake, dude. They just, it gets sloppy and nasty Yeah, I mean, there. If,
0: I, if I was in the pit, I think I'd want to be in there for one song. Yeah. And that's it. I I'm, got I'm a, going back. Cor- Corey and I- well, you know, he's,
1: you know him too. It's a buddy of ours, Hirsch. Anyway, he, uh, dude, every concert he goes to, it doesn't matter who he came with. He's, he, we went to a 21 Pilots concert with him up at the shot. We walk in, we, we had floor seats, so we're on the floor. Yeah. Not pit seats, but, but like just in the back, like, mm-hmm. but on the floor. I know what you're saying. And, and Hirsch just, we get there, 21 Pilots comes on and he just says, well, I'll see you guys later and he just turns and takes off for the pit by himself by himself and he's like at every every concert he goes to dude he just wants to be in the pit he just loves it down
0: <laughs> I don't know about that dude
1: I know but I mean that's how people are okay you know what I mean yeah so anyway indoor concerts a lot more intimate setting I think like the graphics on the screen are a little cooler like I don't know I just that's just my own opinion I just feel like It's just more intimate. You feel like you're right on top of the performer. And like I said, there's not a bad seat. So it just kind of depends on what what you want your experience to be. If you're a casual fan, you don't really know a lot of the songs. You're not really – you don't really even care who's playing. I would suggest an outdoor show. But if it's somebody you really care about, you know a bunch of the songs and you're really into them, then I would probably suggest an indoor show.
0: Okay. So I was thinking outdoor, the atmosphere – so, if you, if you want to party and you want to sit in the lawn seats, the atmosphere to party. You're not really paying attention to the singer. You're just listening for the music. Before the show, you're tailgating in the parking lot. That's part of the atmosphere. If you want to do that, I recommend an outdoor concert during the summer. The weather. That's one thing you got to watch out for on the outdoor concert because it can shit on you or you can have a beautiful night. One or the other. Either- so, I got something to add about that.
1: Some people hate the rain. Like, if you got tickets to an outdoor show, some people hate it. It makes... I'm one of them. Yeah. It, it's just, it ruins some people's nights. But then there's this other section of folks who, when that rain starts coming down, that just, things just get wilder and wilder. You know what I mean? And I've been to shows like that. I've been to a Tom Petty show in Indianapolis that was like that. Dude, it started raining and, you know, you got some... A quarter of the crowd is saying, oh, geez, it's starting to rain. Here we go. And then the, the other three quarters is like, let's go. Taking their shirts off. Shirts swinging, off. Yep. swinging them over their head like now, yeah. it, now it's a party. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I got you. Yeah, rain can have a weird effect on outdoor okay. shows.
0: So outdoor, we got the atmosphere and the weather. Also, if you don't buy the pavilion seats, you're standing up. And, you know, some people don't like standing the whole time. Another thing is in that section you're packed in like sardines man you're shoulder to shoulder most of the time for a big concert. Some concerts are probably a little less people but if you go to a good concert they're going to be sold out and you're going to be packed in like sardines. And when you go get your beer and you come back up them stairs you got to wiggle your ass all the way back to where your your group is and you're you're hitting people's shoulders, you're spilling their beers, they're getting pissed at you. I mean it's just it's just a big clusterfuck I think.
1: Yeah, you're bobbing and weaving.
0: So, if I'm going to an outdoor concert, it's got to be a nice day, hopefully, and I'm going for the party. That's outdoor. Indoor. I love indoor concerts. I've been to one. Actually, I've been to two, and I love them. You got seats. You can sit down if you want to, so you're comfortable. There's no weather to be worried about, and I think there, it sounds better. Better acoustic. Acu- ac- acoustics? Yeah. Is that how? Look, a- look at a- you Acoustics? Acoustics, yeah. Acoustics. Okay well whatever Acoustics Close enough Sounds I think it sounds better Because you're in You're in like a dome And it's just The echo I mean it, it sounds great Yeah it does And uh, more people You can pack more people Into a You know A dome or a stadium Than you can outside And that atmosphere Than people did Kid Rock When we got don't that concert That night He put out on Twitter That Columbus Ohio Rocked the house And it was one of his Favorite crowds He's ever been to And I can vouch for that Because it was a Badass crowd yeah, man. That's indoor and outdoor for me. So I'm picking indoor. You said you'd rather go outdoor, correct? Uh, I'll go
1: outdoor if I can get a pavilion seat. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because t- you know nowadays I'm not I'm not I'm only going to go to a concert or somebody I really really like. So I'll probably go pavilion. I'll probably pay that extra money and go pavilion.
0: Awesome. But yeah, so, I, li- I like outdoor shows. So let me ask you this, Dylan. You've been to 20 concerts. Is there anybody that you can think of off the top of your head that you would really like to see in concert that you haven't? Several. Yeah, several. Who you got?
1: Um, Well, currently, uh, in the last few years, I've really started listening to a lot of Tool. A lot I remember of, you telling me that. A you- lot of Perfect Circle, mm-hmm. which Tool and Perfect Circle kind of offshoot to the same band. Um, but I've been listening to them a lot. I think it'd be sweet to see them live somewhere. Um, I've seen some of their like some of their live shows on YouTube, like just videos and stuff, and they look sweet. So I like to see Tool. Uh, I like to, I really like to see Foo Fighters live, that would be sweet. And they still tour, so that's still a possibility. I I think Tool does too, but you just tend to hear about Foo Fighters a little more often. And then lastly, of all the shows I've ever been to, I've never been to a hip-hop show, and I've never been to a rap show, so one one thing I really love to do is I love to go and see Kid Cudi live somewhere. You like Kid Cudi? I like Kid Cudi. I, I love Kid Cudi. He's my favorite rapper. Okay. Awesome. So, that's me for bands and artists currently, current
0: day. What about you? I think, um, I mentioned i seen Brantley Gilbert, but- I might have been a little tipsy then, you know, going into that Kid Rock concert. So I really, I enjoyed listening to him, but I wasn't into it. So I'd, I'd like to go, you mentioned the the Country Jam. That's a big event in Columbus every year. It's canceled this year, unfortunately. Yep. Because of COVID. And uh, I would like to go to, you know, a country concert. Country concert. But um, I want to see Brantley Gilbert, Eric Church, and Florida Georgia Line. Those are like my three country um, singers slash bands. I don't know; you wouldn't call Florida, Georgia, Line a band, I guess, a group. I'd like to see them three. Um, like I said, I've been to I've been to some uh, rap concerts, and they're awesome. One person I'd like to see is Lil Wayne. Obviously, I mean, he's the best rapper alive. I think um, maybe, probably, the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Um, I've seen Drake. I wouldn't mind seeing a Little Wayne Drake concert together because they've got they've got a lot of features on each other's songs. They were in a group at one point, Young Money. That's that went to hell. But uh, yeah, the um, Bradley Gilbert, Eric Church, Florida Georgia Line, Little Wayne and Drake. I'd like to see them.
1: Well, those three, uh, the three country artists you mentioned. I mean. They're usually at that country jam, aren't they? Well, one of the, I was going to say one of these days you might be able if you play your cards right you might be able to catch all three at the same time. That's,
0: that's what I'm thinking.
1: I mean, there's there's Buckeye Country Superfest. That's the one in the shoe every summer. That's the one that got canceled. Yeah. There's also country concert. Country
0: concert. That's the outdoor one with the campers and stuff. That's right?
1: outdoors. Okay. That's up northwest Ohio. Um, and then there's also Jamboree in the Hills. Which I don't even know, I don't know if they have. I don't. Anymore. I don't
0: think they have that. I think I think that got canceled or okay. discontinued.
1: Okay. So, but I know that was a great one. And then I got a buddy. He went to college up in Michigan, and they have a similar country music festival type thing up there. It's called Faster Horses. And he said that's that's awesome too. I feel like a lot of these big name country bands they just like go from one to the next. You know what I mean? Like they make that part of their tour. But yeah, you could you could probably see all the all three of those at the same place.
0: Um, Dylan, you, you I said I wanted to get back to this The Tom Petty concert It was my first concert ever I had no idea what to expect We're walking into River Bend um, I wasn't of age So one, Somebody Probably wasn't any of you guys I probably asked a stranger to buy me a beer And they did So I'm sitting here drinking this beer Underage, whatever Having a great time Do you remember what that band was That opened up for him that night? Wasn't it like a Makeshift Journey band? If I met possibly, I think it was because I started asking you about it. And you're like, no, this isn't, this isn't the real journey. Was it the real journey?
1: It might have been. It
0: might have been, but it wasn't. The, then this the main guy. It wasn't the original, right?
1: The the when Journey was huge, the lead singer was uh, Steve Perry. But okay. he, he it, wasn't it at wasn't that him. time. He wasn't the lead singer okay. for,
0: for them. So I think I think it was Journey, but it wasn't with him. Okay, that opened up for us. That makes sense. So he started he started playing some good music. I'm like, man, I I, I kind I'm getting into it. Yeah. Then Tom Petty comes on, dude. I had the time of my life that night. That's what started my concert experience. And I'm I'm kind of I kind of wish I would have went to a few more after that, but I didn't. But uh, do, do you remember what your favorite song was he played that night? Because I remember mine.
1: I mean, I got a couple favorites, but if I my memory serves me correctly, uh, "Last Dance with Mary Jane." Yeah, dude, you can't beat Mary Jane's "Last Dance." No,
0: I I listen. That's my number one hit with Tom Petty's "Last Dance," and I know every me and you both. When you when we when you told me to start listening to Tom Petty, you're like, "Hey, listen to this song. I think you're gonna like it."
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a fan and, favorite.
0: Oh man, every lyric I know. It's it's a great song. But I wasn't going to say that. Oh, my favorite song he played that night is when the lighters came out, and I've never seen it before. Everybody brought their lighters out, and he started singing "Free Falling."
1: Yeah, dude, good pick. That
0: was great because I've never been to that atmosphere and seen people light, you know, light up the lighters yeah. and get into the music like that. It was pretty freaking awesome.
1: Another. Because I, I, I went and saw him again in Indianapolis when I was in college with a couple of buddies. And um, another good one that get brings the lighters out every time is learning to fly. Learning to fly live is a, oh man, it's, it's spectacular.
0: Dylan, dream concert. If you could put a dream concert together, what would you go with? Who would you who would you have in your lineup for your dream concert? Oh man, I can put a lineup together. Who's opening? You can, if you want to if you want to line up, put it together, brother. It's I mean it's your call. And it, and when you put this together, these people are in their prime. Yeah, they're in their prime. Okay, so we're not saying like now. All right, who you got? Oh man, dude. If you want me to go first, I got mine. Yeah, yeah, you, you better go. I can go right off the top of my head here. So I'm going to set mine up kind of like an um, an all-afternoon into-the-night event. So I'm going to open up with Brantley Gilbert, okay? Following Brantley Gilbert, we're going to have Florida-Georgia line. Open it up, country. Then say that's, that's early afternoon. Then after that, about 5 o'clock. We're going to go in with a little bit of Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. That's going to take us into the evening. After that, I'm going to come with Kid Rock and ACDC Greatest Hits. (laughs) What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think the artist that you just mentioned is about 75%
0: of the songs on your iPod. (laughs) Okay.
1: But that makes sense. Yeah. You know, that makes
0: sense. So we're going to Gilbert, Florida Georgia Line to open. Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, mainly the 2001 album and earlier. A little bit, Ain't Nothing But a G Thang, baby, to close it. That's my favorite song. Then we're going with Kid and ACDC. And then the nightcap to end the show at like uh, 10 30. So this, is, this is the headliner. Yep. We're going with Drake and Lil Wayne together mm. to end the show. So we've got Bradley Gilbert, Florida, Georgia Line, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Kid Rock, ACDC, then Lil Wayne and Drake, all day event. That's my dream concert.
1: That That's sick. I mean, you got quite a diverse. So yeah, I,
0: that's that's why I liked it. Yeah, I wanted to put everybody in there. Yeah. And that'd be my dream concert. Okay.
1: All right. So before I give you my answer, is this, can we go back to any point in, in history?
0: Hell yeah, dude. It's okay. your dream concert. Bring them back. All right. Bringing them back. So, whew, man see i didn't I didn't get into a bunch of old school stuff, yes, yeah, like when I was younger, I wasn't like my dad loved Elvis Presley and stuff, yeah. and that's all I listened to, but I wasn't really a big Elvis guy, so gotcha. I didn't get into music until I was probably in like uh middle school. I started listening, so all the older stuff, I mean, I didn't really get into it so you 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 probably like a lot of older stuff' because I, I know you like music your whole life, and I know who you're gonna have your headliner, mm. maybe,
1: uh yeah, maybe. I don't know, I might surprise you. So Okay. That's why I'm asking. Give me a second.
0: <laughs> I, all right, yeah, I put you on the spot on this one. Yeah,
1: dude. I had like I had a headliner. Yeah. I got my headliner. Yeah. But I didn't know it was gonna be an all day music well, festival. Well I, I did
0: I did I did I just put that because I wanted to surprise you with an all day music festival, but I couldn't narrow it down, you know. I yeah. love Snoop and Dre, but I couldn't leave out Kid Rock and ACDC. Right. I know I want to see Lil Wayne and Drake at the end, but how can I leave out Kid Rock and ACDC? You know how much I love Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. I mean, heck, man, when we were in high school, that's all me and you listened to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: I couldn't leave them out, so I just, I wanted to mix and match all the way throughout the day. Yep. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. So
1: I'm going to open, you know, noon, one o'clock, I'm going to bring Pink Floyd. Awesome. Pink Floyd. They're going to play for an hour, hour and a half. Yep. Kind of get things get things going. Big Pink Floyd guy,
0: huh? I like Pink Floyd. I listened to a little bit back in high school.
1: Yeah. And then once Pink Floyd leaves the stage, I'm going to bring the Beatles on, okay? But I'm going to be specific about this. I want the like 1962, 1963 Beatles to come on. Like, not, not the later stuff, not the psychedelic stuff, you know. not not None of the, like, the early stuff. Kind of the music they made before they got real, real big and came to America. So, like, the early stuff. Um, I just feel like they were better performers back then. I mean, I don't know. I just, it's not, not taking anything away from their later stuff. It's just I would be more interested in seeing them with their early stuff. And a lot of people would say, Dude, how are you going to make the Beatles an opening act? How you how, how are they not going to be the headliners? The Beatles were one of the greatest, most influential bands ever, one of my favorite bands of all time. But as far as entertainment value and how they, what kind of performers they were, I'd rather have them in, in like an, an opening type of slot.
0: Anyway. Well, here's what I say to that. I mean, it's not the listeners or it's not their list. It's your dream concert, so you can put them wherever the hell you want, brother. Yeah, you're right. So right who you that. got next? Who's okay. coming on after the Beatles?
1: After the Beatles, it's going to be Zach Brown Band.
0: See, I, I like that. You're putting in someone you've seen a lot. Like, I put in Kid Rock, and I've already seen Drake. I've already seen Bradley Gilbert. But I want to see him again all together in the same day.
1: Well, listen to this. Listen to this shit. I'm going to have Zach Brown Band come on and play for a half hour. Okay. The, the good stuff. Then I'm going to have them stay on stage but I'm going to bring the Foo Fighters out as well. And then I'm going to have the Foo Fighters play about a half hour of their stuff. And then for the next half hour, I'm having Zach Brown Band and the Foo Fighters collaborate. Because Zach Brown and Dave Grohl are like best buds. Dave Grohl has said before, he said, dude, if I didn't have my own band, I would join your band. Because you guys are that good. So anyway, I'd have Zach Brown, Foo Fighters teaming up. And then the headliner would come on. Do you have any
0: guesses? Um, if I if I had to guess. You for, pro- I don't think you'll get it. Uh, probably not. Yeah. But this is just my guess. I'm kind of surprised he's not on there. Um, for those of you who don't know DG personally, um, back in high school at our proms, our high school dances, he would always put on his signature his signature dance and Michael Jackson would come on and he, he would just rock the house. Like we'd get a big old circle around him and he would just do his thing, moonwalk. He would dance all over that freaking floor and the people would go freaking crazy. So I thought you were going to say Michael Jackson. And, I get And have him put the glove on and just, just, just wilding out on stage, but I guess not. I
1: gave him some thought.
0: I did. Like
1: 1984, 1985, 86, yeah. Michael Jackson just out there just getting it. Mm-hmm playing all that all the thriller songs. What was the song called that you danced to? <sighs>
0: that was Billy Jean. Yeah, Billy Jean, that's it. Yeah. I couldn't think of it. Good memories.
1: But I just didn't feel like he fit in with the rest of my the rest of my lineup, so I left him off, but uh anyway, after Foo Fighters and Zach Brown band, my headliner to come in and shut it down in their prime, Led Zeppelin.
0: Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Man, yeah, I had no idea you were going to pick that. So
1: I'm going with kind of a classic theme besides, you know, Foo Fighters, Zach Brown Band. But that would be be the concert of a thousand lifetimes for me.
0: Awesome. Well, Dylan, with that being said, are you ready to move on to our next segment? Onward. Awesome. After episode two, we got a lot of feedback. Listeners loved our top five segments. So with that being said, here we come again because listeners get what they want on this show. On today's top five, top five, top five, we'll be doing our top five movies. Me and DG think we could play a lead role in. DG, lead us off with your six man, brother. But before I get into my
1: number six, I just want to say that um, it's not that big of a stretch to me personally, to think that I could be a lead role in a, in a Hollywood production. Because I took an acting class in college, and I aced, I aced that thing. And uh, the professor was the leader of the drama club, and they put on plays and stuff. And he actually tried to recruit me to, to be in one of his plays after the class was over with. So I'm just saying, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of acting talent, you know. And uh, I know that, you know, that's how a lot of actors, big-time big actors got their start was. They just up and moved to California and said, hey, I'm just going to try to make this acting thing work. You know what I mean?
0: And you know what? You know, I kind of agree with you. I I could really see myself in in a movie as well because I remember back in third grade, I was Santa Claus in our Christmas program. So, I mean. I heard you killed it. Yeah, I heard I, that got rave reviews. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. I did awesome. Fans went crazy after the show. Old ladies were tearing up in the back pew. Mom was clapping. Monk was shaking his head, but we went onward. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, you said you took acting classes. I mean, I really didn't take acting classes in college, but I was in a program in third grade. I'm so. just saying, in another life, who knows, I might quit
1: my job, pack up, move out to L.A. and see what happens. You know what?
0: I may go with you. Yeah. Well,
1: anyway, number six, leading us off here. I think I could play, I could have played a lead role in the Sandlot. You know,
0: whenever I sent you this segment, I the first thing I thought is Benny the Jet Rodriguez. DG as Benny the Jet. I agree, man. Go ahead.
1: I don't see. Yeah, I mean, Benny the Jet is the star of that show. He's the star of that movie. He's the he's the main character. You know, he's he's the dog. But, but you can pull it off, man. You can pull it off. I don't know. I, I I thought I would fit more into the role of, yeah, yeah. Really? Because I'm a way. I could I could have been when I was little, like a ten year old. I could have been a way better shortstop than him, dude. Way <laughs> better. I remember that one scene where they're taking infield. He fielded that one ground ball. He got down in that catcher's stance. What kind of shortstop, what kind of self-respecting shortstop fills the ground ball that way? You know what I'm saying? So I could have brought that to the role, I feel. Number six was
0: Sandlot for me. How about you? Okay. Whenever I think of Sandlot and you, I think growing up with you, you were always like the smart guy, and you're always the leader. You're always the leader of our pack. You're always the smartest, and you're always our leader. So when I think of the Sandlot, who was, who was their smart guy and who was their leader? Who was always giving advice? It was Benny the Jet. Who made it to the majors? Benny the Jet. I just think whenever I think of you, like right now, you got your hat on backwards, you're recording. Benny the Jet always had his hat on backwards. Yeah. And he always had the PF Flyers on. And I know you have a pair of PF Flyers. I mean, they're, they're just black Chuck Taylors, but yeah, they look like PF Flyers. Well, whatever. Yeah,
1: Same close thing. Close enough, yeah.
0: Know, that's all I'm saying. I think you're more like Benny the Jet, but hey, good pick because I gonna, thought you were going to pick that. I'm gonna
1: take that as a compliment. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. My sixth man, first guy coming off the bench. I don't I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I'm hoping you have, but um I went to college before I get into it, I went to college for law enforcement. Unfortunately, I never did anything with my degree. I worked at a juvenile prison for like, you know, six months. And I seen some some kids smear shit all over the wall, and I said, "I'm out. I'm not doing this no more. I'm out of here." Don't blame you. So I got out of there, and you know I went on finding other jobs, and I finally landed a career. But anyway, this movie is Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, I've heard of that. You ever seen it? I have. Yeah, with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Yeah. So basically, um, Tatum is like the big popular guy in high school. And then Jonah Hill is the nerdy guy. They end up in the same police academy together. So they come through, they pass the police academy, and then their first job is they get put into a high school with with I mean, they gotta be they're undercover. They're high school students undercover in a high school trying to bust up a drug ring. So I feel like with my law enforcement background, maybe. I could slide into this role in this movie, and I think I could make myself look like a high schooler, and get make friends, you know, flirt with the girls a little bit, get in with the sports gang, then you know maybe slide into the nerd and just find out who this drug dealer is. Just infiltrate, infiltrate the, drug ring. the students and the drug ring. That's my number six, six man off the bench, twenty one Jump Street, me and Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum busting asses. Yeah, good, good pick. And while, could, you, could you see me like undercover de- in a high school? I definitely could. I, definitely I think I could get along with a lot of kids. You'd fit right in, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Your hairline's the only thing that I worry about. Well, I'd have to go in younger. I okay. couldn't go in at 30. Yeah. I would have to be straight out of college. Okay. So. Well, oh, my, hairl- my hairline was still kind of bad then. But, dude, did you know I started losing my hair when I was a freaking freshman? No. Yeah. You go back and look at my freshman year, I had a hairline, too.
1: Man, it sucks. It's just. I from, can't. I from can't From an relate, Afro to a hairline. But, uh, luckily, I'm glad I can't relate, but dude, that that's got to suck. Awesome. Anyway, um, my number five,
0: Eight Mile. I had no idea you were going to pick this movie. You're blowing my mind right now. Please explain. If
1: you give me time to learn all the lyrics, I feel like I could have been Rabbit. I could have be rabbit i could have i could have dude because right now i already know a lot of lyrics to a lot
0: of Eminem songs i know all the lyrics to lose yourself all of them you No, know, you say lose yourself i know a lot of them and lose yourself was real big when i was in i think it was junior high am i right would you have been it like was maybe it, a,
1: it like popped off it was crazy i was in popular. middle school let's just say that six i six, feel seven, like i was seven, in eight, eighth grade. okay so i've would
0: been in sixth grade yeah so, I remember that was my song on the way to OYB basketball tournaments. Yeah. In the back seat with my headphones on. I loved Lose Yourself.
1: That was my song on the way to away basketball games during eighth grade basketball Here season. Here we go. See? And I'd be in the back of the bus with my arm, you know, doing the arm thing, yeah. the arm up and down. B-Rabbit.
0: Yeah. Who was, do you remember that guy's name he battled at the end that always picked on him throughout the movie? There was, uh, there was Papa Doc. That's who it was. Is that It was thing? Papa Doc. Okay.
1: Okay. It was Papa so you
0: want you want to be B Rabbit? I want to be Rabbit. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Dude. I never knew you were coming with that. I could pa- I, I think I could pass. You're for, surprising the shit out, out of Rabbit. me right now.
1: That's that's my number five. Back All to right.
0: you. Awesome, dude. Great pick. Great movie too. So with my fifth, I feel like uh, with my basketball knowledge and my humor, also white guy with a huge ass afro that liked to wear headbands while he played basketball. I know where you're headed. My fifth pick, semi-pro, Will Ferrell. Excellent. I feel like that me and Will Ferrell, I wouldn't even have to be Will Ferrell. I would just like to be on his team. Be two white guys with Rose out there, yeah. fitting in in the ABA, trying to win a championship. Flint Tropics, bring him the championship, baby. I feel
1: like your character... Could have been like a mini Will Ferrell. Like he exactly. Was, like he was training you to take his spot after yep. he retires at the end of the season and just becomes the owner and the man, the GM.
0: Dude, that could be the sequel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Seriously. Dude, send him an email. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's my number five. Match made in heaven, me and Will Ferrell, semi-pro two. I like it. I like it. My number four. This,
1: this is a, uh, I believe this was an 80s movie late 80s maybe early 90s i don't i don't really know um not all that well known i don't feel but still a sports movie vision quest you ever seen it never seen it man okay so basically the movie's about this high school wrestler and basically it just follows him on his quest to become i believe the state champion but there's this other dude in his weight class who's just ridiculous. Everybody says he's unbeatable. He you know, nobody can beat him. He's he's like a Greek god, like nobody can beat him. And and so it just follows this kid Loud and Swain as he's like training to preparing himself to beat this 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 other kid. Well anyway, I got a couple of really good buddies of mine, and they're both wrestling coaches. And so as I prepare for my role as Loudon Swain in this movie, I feel like they could teach me to look like a wrestler. You know what I mean? I don't have to be a good wrestler, but I I need on screen I need to look like I know what I'm doing. So I feel like my friends could kind of teach me how to look like I know what how to be a wrestler because I never wrestled. You know that? Yeah, I never. I don't have any wrestling experience, but I feel like they could kind of teach me how to look like a wrestler. But really, for the majority of the movie, it's just shots of him wrestling. Uh, running, working out, and going to wrestling practice. That's right up your alley. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I just feel like I could do that. You know what I mean? So, number four, Vision Quest. Awesome.
0: My number four is literally, um, I felt like I may have been this guy at some point in my life back in high school. But, um, my number four is uh super bad, super bad with Jonah Hill Seth, along with Evan Fogle and a.k.a., Our Fogle, A.K.A. McLovin.
1: Hey, quick side note: McLovin had a fake ID in the show. Correct? Absolutely. I believe today, the day we're recording on, is McLovin's fictional. Fake ID birthday. Are you birth- shitting birthday. me? Are you, f- I think are I you s- fucking
0: shitting I me I think right I saw now. that on Twitter earlier today. <laughs> Happy birthday, McLovin. Awesome. McLovin, love you, brother. Wish I was in a movie with you. Anyway, it's basically a movie about three nerdy high school guys who promises the hot chicks at their school that they can buy them alcohol for the party that night. Be the heroes. Basically, be the heroes. So I feel like at one point in time in my life, I've had girls ask me, hey, can you get alcohol for the party tonight? And I am probably said, fuck yeah, I can. Yeah, I can, I can get you alcohol. And then after school, you know, I'm blitzing through my phone. I'm calling every older person that I freaking know that's out of high school and saying, hey man, can you can you get me alcohol tonight? And they're probably tired of hearing this because I probably did it every weekend, honestly. But I just feel like, you know, a lot of high school parties I went to, um, you know, drink some drank some alcohol, and you're getting chicks, alcohol at the parties, so super bad. I feel like I could fit right in. What do you think? So uh, it sounds to me like you've already played that role. So
1: it's something that would be familiar to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like you'd fit right in but there. with
0: I wasn't. I wasn't ever like Seth or Evan or Fogle. I was like, I wasn't like feeling like I couldn't do it and scrambled. You know, I felt like. These girls were my friends already. They weren't in the movie. They weren't friends. Like they're just trying to get they're they're trying to make friends with these hot ass chicks. Yeah. That they can't get alcohol, so they're promising so they can get an invite to the party. That's basically why they're getting invited to the parties because they can get them alcohol. So yeah, that
1: those guys in the movie they're kind of they're on that they're like, on the they're on the outs. They're the out crowd. Yeah. So you could kind of be their their only connection. I could to be the their way crowd. in
0: exactly, and okay. I I could like bring them in. And be like yeah. And I can set them up with the alcohol and tell the chicks, like, these guys did it on their own.
1: Yeah.
0: And that way they're not they're not getting beat up in the bar. Yep. Or not the bar, but the, uh, actually, they got beat up in the bar, too. They got beat up in the liquor store. They got beat up in the bar. They got blood on his pants at the dance party that they tried to steal the beer from. I mean, they went through all kind of hell to get these girls this alcohol. Yeah. I just feel like it'd be a good movie for me to fit into. Yeah. Because I've been through that before. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Super bad. That's my number four.
1: All right, number three for me. Twenty-one Jump Street.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one Jump awesome, Street, man. dude. I was like,
1: I never, I didn't know if you've seen it before. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to over embellish here. You know, I, I taught high school math for six years, and I bet no, eight years, my bad. And I, I. Whew. I'm gonna say the number of students that told me I looked like Channing Tatum, really was probably up around thirty. That's a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I, I he's a good looking guy. You are good looking though. I took thank you. I took it as a compliment. So, I've I've been told I look like Channing Tatum. I've been told I look like I'm in. I was in the military at one time because I you know I like the high and tight haircuts, but whatever. But like
0: and that mustache.
1: Thank you, but yeah, and the mustache. I can grow the mustache out, I look like a cop. Have you seen mine lately? That's solid. I'm growing it. Dude, it would look better if you shaved everything else and just left the stash. Just just wait till next week. Okay. (laughs) That makes me... (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. But anyway, I I already look kind of like Channing Tatum. I feel like I could fit that role. You know what I mean? He, Jonah Hill in that movie is kind of like the comic genius. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel
0: like I, all right, let's do this. I can be Jonah and you can be Shanning. I mean, you'll just play the movie together. Let's reshoot it right now. Dude. Let's just reshoot the whole movie. Yeah,
1: because that's that's kind of like us on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I am kind of in the supporting role. You are the talent. You are the you are the, the, the funny guy.
0: I wouldn't say that I am the talent at all because you can talk way better. But I think I think yeah, you are you are the strong guy, and I am just a little pit squeak funny guy sitting over here in the corner. I just feel like me and you were like oil and water, and they were like oil and water, and we fit well together. Yeah, for
1: sure. For sure. So yeah, uh, 21 Jump Street, number three.
0: Over Actually, we're going to film the movie called 23 Jump Street because they already got a 22, so I mean, you're going to be 23 Jump Street.
1: Plus 23 is your favorite number, right? Exactly.
0: My number three is a, a movie that came out in the early 1980s. And I'm not sure if the listeners will know this movie or not. Dylan, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping you've seen this movie before because I feel like, when I jump into this movie, I fit right in, kind of like super bad. Because I never did this in high school, but I feel like I could I could play the role. So my movie is Porky's. <laughs> Have you seen Porky's?
1: I saw it once at a sleepover when I was in like seventh grade. But yeah. (laughs)
0: Okay. So Dylan's laughing. Okay. So my movie's Porky's. So basically, let me run this down in case you guys haven't seen it. It's basically a high school movie back in the day. I mean, it's 1980s. They filmed this movie. It's about a basketball team, basically, and a bunch of guys that are on the basketball team. And they're trying to get their buddy, who's never had sex, they're trying to get him laid. His name's Pee Wee. So... They want to go to Porky's, which is a bar slash strip club slash nightclub. So they take him to Porky's nightclub. They go in, and at this nightclub, you can basically rent out the upstairs, and you can rent out the girls. So basically, it's kind of like a whorehouse slash strip club slash bar, and they call it Porky's Pen upstairs. So all these high school guys come in with fake IDs, and Porky lets them in and then he they go up to Porky and say, Hey, we want to get we want to get the hottest, the baddest chicks in this building upstairs right now. And he's laughing at them because they're young kids, blah, blah, blah. So he takes all their money, gives them some chicks, they go upstairs, he hits a lever, drops them into the water. Like it's a false floor, drops them right into the water, takes their money and kicks them out. So they get pissed off. Basically, they keep going back and they want to get revenge on Porky. That's the movie. But I feel like I could fit in because I was a crazy high school kid at one point. We played on a basketball team. And these guys were all about chicks at that point in high school. So I feel like I could fit right in. What do you think?
1: I mean, I think you said you were a crazy high school kid at one time. Would you consider Grand Theft Auto and driving without a license
0: to be... (laughs) (laughs) To be pretty crazy? be a crazy... I I mean, I would. Like I said... (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, go back to episode three. I told that story, but dude, I've got millions, millions of stories. And that was the least of it. I want you listeners to keep tuning in because I've got stories for freaking days. And that's why I feel like I could fit into this, into this Porky's movie because I'm wild, I'm crazy. And I just feel like I'd be a good actor in this movie alongside Pee Wee. So Porky's. If you haven't seen it guys All you younger kids out there listening Go to Walmart It's in the freaking value section It's probably $3.99 for the DVD No they probably don't have it on Blu-ray Just buy the DVD I know you kids don't like regular DVDs Because it's not 4K Just buy the damn movie and watch it I guarantee you're going to enjoy it Go on Dylan All right, number two
1: The Hangover Okay I don't know
0: what do you mean you don't? I, I don't really have any
1: reasons why I chose that. I just love the movie, and I and I hope I could fit into the movie somehow because it's just it's just a masterpiece. Okay. Well, I was thinking I was thinking maybe my role could be like, well, let's talk about this. I could work at the front desk at Caesar's Palace because that's where they stayed. Yeah. Or I could be like a bellhop or something like that, and I kind of like I don't want to replace anybody in the movie because all three characters like plus Doug are just fantastic. Okay. I couldn't I couldn't take anybody's place. But if I could be in some kind of supporting role like I work for the hotel, you know, I go out and party with them that night when things get wild and then you know, they're like searching all over Vegas, all over the desert the next day looking for Doug and maybe I get the tip that leads them to the roof to find him. You
0: know what I mean? Something yeah. something like that. Okay. Well, you know, Let's. I'm just. Let's just stick with your thought here. Okay. Because my number two is the hangover. No, get <laughs> <Alex. laughs> <swear>. out. Oh, <laughs> my number two is the hangover, and in my mind, I wanted to say the same thing you just said. I don't really have a lot of explaining to do on this one because it's a fucking great ass movie. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted to say. That's. Uh, that's why I was going to interrupt you, for you. But anyways, all right. So let's do this. I want to be in The Hangover, too, because basically, like you said, I don't want to take anybody out of it. It's a group of guys going to a bachelor party, and all they do is rage. They go in, they get roofied, they have the night of their life, and the movie plays out. So you say you want to be the clerk or the front desk attendant, right?
1: Something like that, yeah. Okay,
0: so how about I can be either the bad guy, like I check their bags in at a nice hotel, usually you... Tip someone, they'll carry your bags for you. Yeah, I could do that, so I can remember their names, and you know their names too because you checked them in. So I got their bags, you check them in, or maybe you're a, you could be the table, you could be passing out the chips or the cards at the table, and I could also be the bartender. I mean, we could go a thousand different ways on this one.
1: You know, I know, I just you know thinking out loud here. Another good role for you, I think, would be what's what's the. Uh, Ken Jong, what's his character's name? Oh
0: boy. Jumping out of the back of that car wiener. <laughs> yeah, you out. know
1: who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't remember his name off top of Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But anyway, you know, he when he travels, he's got like a whole entourage with him. I could see you being one of those dudes in like, you know, black three piece suit with the with the sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. Like being one of his henchmen. Okay. But then also seeing these three guys just searching for their buddy and having pity on them and just being like, you know what? I'm gonna help these guys out. You know what I mean? Okay. Something like that.
0: What was the guy's name that was in Friday with Ice Cube? That's in that movie.
1: I'm drawing a blank.
0: You know, you know, you know the face though, right?
1: Yeah. The the other Doug, is that who you're talking about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know his that, name. That was the one who accidentally roofied him, I think. Wasn't that his role in that movie?
1: Mr. Chow, that's who I'm thinking of, Mr. Chow. But anyway, yeah, back to your thought. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was
0: the other Doug, and he's the one who accidentally got him roofied, right?
1: Well, he like mixed up the bags or yeah, something. Yeah, he mixed
0: up the bags. I don't remember what the drug the drug dealer's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah Hang- his name was Doug. I remember now it was Black Doug. Yeah, that's what they but, called him, uh, Black Doug.
1: Marshall, he's like, oh, Marshall's going to be pissed at me on this one. <laughs> yeah. And then we find out who Marshall is in The Hangover t- yeah. Part 2. So, yeah.
0: Gotcha. Anyways, I think, you know, we could fit in there somehow. It's a great movie. Mr. Chow, I could be Mr. Chow or Black Doug, it don't matter. We could fit in the movie somehow. We could take them Somewhere. two out and we could fit in and we could make that movie pop off. Yeah. So our, both of our number twos are freaking The Hangover. How about that? And you have 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Two out of the six, that is wild, because I thought you'd go outer space on this one yeah. and wouldn't pick anything I would, but that's awesome. I love it. I do, too. What's your number one? Well, before I get into
1: my number one, I just... You said top five movies we think we could play a lead role in. There's a bunch of movies that you know, I think I could play a role, just a role in. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I agree, man. I'm I'm real into these Netflix shows like The Last Kingdom. There's a Netflix movie. Um I forget the name of it, but anyway, there's these like ancient ancient war movies, basically where these these dudes just go around fighting people. You know what I mean? And I would, I just can't help but think I could be an extra at least in one of those movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just you dress up like an like an ancient Viking or uh you know a Saxon or something like that, and just and just go at people. You don't have any lines like. I mean, I, that would be the easiest way to do it. I'm sure I could do that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And like you know, my friends and family would be watching. So be you're like, basically just an extra, is what you're trying. I'm an extra. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely be an extra in a movie. I feel like. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't have to remember no lines. You're no, just it's, doing. It's something. easy. It's just a little something. It's all you gotta do. You, they, they say, hey, we're gonna dress you up to play this role. You, when we say action, you go and act like you're killing somebody. I mean, I could. You know, you could do that. Yeah, that would be sweet. I think that would be awesome. And I think that's more realistic, really. But anyway, getting to my number one. Numero Uno. And I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna catch some flack for this because I'm gonna I'm going to transplant myself into a lead role, and this actor is just one of the best actors that's ever lived. Oh no. Castaway. Ooh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. You want to be Tom Hanks in Castaway. I don't want to be Tom Hanks. I want to be Dylan Givens in
0: Castaway. Well, yeah, you're okay. You're taking Tom Hanks' place. I got you. Because
1: if you think about it, the majority of the movie, he doesn't even say anything,
0: <laughs> right? You want, you want to know something? I might blow your mind and our listeners' minds, but I've never seen Castaway.
1: I don't even know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that. Never seen it, but, but yeah, I mean, he's stranded on an island. I well, on I, the, I know the basics of it, but honestly, man, I've just never seen it. He goes down in a in a plane crash. He's stranded on the island. Nobody knows he's there. So he's just he's just in survival mode. He's was just, he
0: was he the pilot of the plane? So he was on a was he by himself? I don't
1: think he was the pilot. I don't I don't no, he wasn't the pilot. He was a FedEx employee. He was like a FedEx executive. Okay. And it was a FedEx flight. And something went wrong. And so it, he
0: was the only survivor?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was the only survivor. He okay. washes up on this island. He finds other people that were on the plane. They wash up on the island, but they're all dead. Oh, okay. Um but he's just trying to make it. He's just trying to survive and figure out how he's going to get discovered because he doesn't even know where he is. He's just out in the middle of the ocean somewhere. But he doesn't really talk the entire movie. He's just you know, doing survival stuff. And so the less lines I have, the better better that, you could be. The better that would be for me, you know, cuz I don't have any I got an A in that class, but I don't have any acting skills. So
0: number 1, castaway Alright, with my number one movie that I think I could play a lead role in. I put a lot of thought into this and I came back to probably my favorite movie series of all time. Now it's 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 an older it's an older movie series. I think the first movie came out in like nineteen ninety nine. So I was probably like nine years old when this movie came out or was made. But I probably first watched it when I was probably in junior high. So I was probably like 13. And it was like the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And I kind of was like, man, when I get in high school, I want to be like them guys. I want to have fun like they just did. So my number one movie I, I would think I could play a role in is American Pie. Let's go. American fucking pie. I think I could. I think I could fit right in. You know, you got Jim, you got Oz, you got Finch, you got Kevin, and of course you got the freaking stiff Meister, Steve fucking Stifler. Okay, I feel like, you know, I really wouldn't want to take out any of them guys because they all got their role in the movie. Just, just put me in that group. You know, just just slide me in and just add me to that group. I mean, think about it, Dylan. These guys were living the high school dream all they did was drink party go to school and try to get late I mean that's all they did so when you're when you're a young high school kid I mean you're 16 to 18 years old I mean if you had a wild side to you you were drinking on the weekends and you were chasing women other than sports you were you were drinking and chasing women and I just feel like I could fit right in. I mean, the whole movie was based on all of them trying to get laid at prom night. I mean, that's what it was. So throughout the movie, they were all trying to meet these girls, get prom dates, go to prom, invite them to parties, and lose their virginity. And I just feel like I could, I mean, you could, I could fit right in. What do you think?
1: I feel like you'd fit in, yeah.
0: Um, so whenever I say American Pie... I would want to be in the first one because the series, when I think of the American Pie series, it's one, two, American Wedding, and American Reunion. The whole band camp stuff they came out with, they came out with like three or four knockoff band camp movies. I hated them. Those were terrible. They didn't have the main characters in them. When I think, when I think of American Pie, it's Jim, Oz, Finch, Kevin, and Stiffmeister the red-headed chick, I forget her name, Nadia, and then uh, the blonde-haired chick. I think her, what was, anyways, it don't matter. Then th- They were the main characters. So, American Pie, that's my number one. Solid. Going back to high school, partying, drinking. They did play sports. Jim tried to join the band. I wouldn't join the band. I'd be more of the sports guy, but throw me in. There wasn't a basketball player in that movie. You know, Oz was the lacrosse player. They
1: could use a basketball player. Yeah,
0: just throw me in on the basketball team. So, that's me. I'm fitting right into American Pie. Number throw you in the
1: mix. Yep. I like
0: it. Now, last but not least, it's time for the staple of the Sip and Serve podcast. The listener questions and the question of the week. Before we get to the questions this week, I'd like to say thank you to our first sponsor here on the Sip and Serve podcast, the question of the week is now sponsored by the Old Canal Smokehouse, located in downtown Chillicothe, Ohio. The Smokehouse has been in business since 2004, and after a change of hands in 2013, they are now known for the most unique craft beer selection and rare bourbons to go along with their amazing food. You can dine in, order takeout, or even have them cater your next event. Visit them in their newly renovated space at 94 East Water Street in downtown Chillicothe. We have a ton of questions this week. With that being said, we're going to dive right in. Don't forget to submit your questions for episode five. Kicking
2: it to Corey with the K for question number one. All right. Question one is from Jason. Is a koozie used to keep your beer cold or your hands warm?
0: I'm going to hop right in on this one, DG. What do you think? Go ahead. When I first think of a koozie, it's basically to keep your beer cold. Whenever I grab a beer out of the fridge, even if I'm at my house, I really don't like drinking it without a koozie on it. I don't know, it's just it's just a preference of mine. When I'm drinking a beer, I need a koozie on it. So, I put that koozie on my beer to keep it cold. I mean, that's that's just that's just natural for me. I want a koozie on my beer. But Jason is making a good point here. When it's cold, like say you're outside, in the, in the summer, you want your beard not to sweat. You want a koozie, you want to keep it cold. We, we all know that. But in the winter, if you're outside, say you're in the garage, maybe you're four-wheeler riding, maybe you're sitting by a fire in uh, late fall, say it's late October and it's 45 degrees outside by a fire, and you don't have gloves on, that beard out of the cooler that you're sitting beside is going to be freezing cold on your hands and your hands can get cold. So that would keep your hands a little bit warmer if it had the koozie on it. So, I mean, Jason, you make a great point, but really when I think about a koozie, man, it's strictly to keep my beer cold and my beer cold only. What do you think, Dylan?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's seasonal. Uh, While a koozie can keep your hand warm, you know, if it's warm climates, spring, summer, uh, or even early fall, your hand's probably warm anyway just because of the weather. So the koozie's there to keep the beer beer cold. It's just there for an insulator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do like the point you brought up about in cold temperatures. Yep. Um, my first thought looking at this question was, if you're drinking a beer in cold temperatures, then why do you have a koozie on it in the first place? You know, because the beer is going to stay
0: cold. But you
1: brought up the point, what if you don't have gloves on?
0: What if you don't have gloves on? And like I said, what if it's late fall and it's not cold enough to keep your beer cold?
1: That's a good point. So in that scenario, I would say the koozie becomes more of a hand warmer, becomes Um, more of a hand insulator than a beer insulator. Yep. But But any other time of the year, it's just there to keep the beer cold. I agree. So there you go. Next question.
2: All right. Next question is from Clint. If you switched places slash bodies with your significant other for one week and had to perform all their routines like job, chores, laundry, etc., what would be the first thing you take advantage of? What would be the worst thing you'd have to do? Could you last a week?
1: I'm going to hop in, and I'm speaking on behalf of My beautiful wife the first thing I would take advantage of if I swap places with my my wife is she has superior genetics and a fast ass metabolism (laughs) so if I you know if I took on her body then what I probably the first thing I would do is I would quit my full-time job I get a part-time job And then I'd start hitting the gym multiple times a day because with her genetics and her fast metabolism, I would really try to make a run at becoming a fitness model. I mean, her genetics are just, they're crazy, dude. Like if she, if she told me on a Monday morning, you know, I think I'm going to try to, I think, I think I'm going to try to strengthen my legs or, you know, I think I'm going to try to, I don't know, just whatever it is. If she makes a conscious effort for the next week to week and a half, she's seeing visible results by the end of that second week. And it just pisses me off because for me, I'm a hard gainer, dude. Like I could work and work and work and watch what I eat and watch what I eat for weeks and weeks and weeks and not see any results. You know what I mean? So for her, it just, I don't know, for her it just seems easier. And so that's the the thing I would take advantage of is just being in better physical shape um so that's that's what i would take advantage of the worst thing about it i think um, if i kept her full-time job i could never do her job she is a data analyst she works uh, for a a women's clothing company and what she does is she just looks at spreadsheets all day every day from the time she wakes up to the time she goes to bed she's She's looking at these spreadsheets. She's she's doing an analysis and doing all these things on Excel. I have no idea how to do. She's having all these meetings with all these people. And it just, to me, it's just like, what are you doing? But she loves it. She loves it and she's passionate about it. But for me personally, I could not do it. So that would probably be the worst thing for me. Um, Also, another bad thing about switching bodies with her would be Anytime I leave the house to go to work Dude, you gotta work so much harder When you're a woman To look presentable You know, out in public I mean, they got hair to think about They got makeup to think about You know, what kind of outfit am I gonna wear? Where Do I have any meetings today? Do I need to dress appropriate for the meetings? Like, it's just way too much to think about And so, I feel like that would just That would be awful Could I last a week? Uh, I think so, but I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to take on any more than a week. So there you go. Rolski.
0: All right. So that was a great answer. But uh I'm gonna take this one a little other way. Do it. <clears throat> so this is this is going out It's all the females out there listening. You know, I know whenever I say this, you guys are gonna be like, Oh yeah, right. But no, No, just save it because deep down inside you know I'm right. If you if you females put yourself in this position, if you females switch bodies with a male for a week, I guarantee the first thing you do is play with your pecker. I guarantee it. You're swinging that thing around like a freaking helicopter, and you're you're just having fun with it because because I'm I'm just I'm I mean I'm I'm being honest right now. You've never had one before, and that thing just hangs there, and all you're doing is just flipping it. You're playing with it. You're shaking it. You're dancing, and it's flipping everywhere. I guarantee you're in the mirror just watching that thing flop everywhere. No you're laughing, but you know I'm right. These girls, they would freaking have a blast with this thing. So with that being said, first thing I'm going to do is uh, <laughs> I'm going to try it out. <laughs> I'm going to flip the bean. I'm flipping the bean first right off the bat. Um, Something new. You know, I'm just trying it out. If I'm a girl, I'm just going to try it out. So, with that being said, I'm going to flip the bean. I am, worst thing I would have to do is, I'm telling you right now, girls, you have the hardest job in the world, and I would hate to be a woman because during that time of the month, I'm hoping, I am hoping to God that whenever we change places that it's not that time of the month. Because I'm telling you right now, I would not be able to make it. I'd be gagging. I'd be puking. I just I just I just wouldn't be able to do it. So girls, I just want to give you props. You're the strongest people in this world. And then would I be able to would I be able to make it a week? It just depends. Like I said, I don't like the menstruational cycle. I don't want to be during that week. If it's not that week I can make it because I feel like I could fold clothes, do laundry, I could dust, I could sweep. I know that's not all fun, but I feel like I could do that if I didn't have to go through the woman problems that week. So, yeah, I mean, Clint, to answer your question about can I last a week, probably so, but I'm just not going to like it. Dylan, you had the more formal answer on this one, and I I went behind closed doors. So that's that. Next question.
2: I'm just going to chime in with that too, but uh, Clay, I kind of agree with you, but I think the first thing they would do is pee standing up. <laughs> Have to aim that thing for the first time, yeah, huh? There you go. <laughs> uh, so next question is from Brandon. Settle this debate for me. When hanging out at the beach all day, drinking some beers, is it okay to venture into the water and take a leak or should you pack your ass up back to your room and go take a piss in the bathroom?
0: All right. So, honestly, Brandon, I really don't even think this should be a debate at all. Because going back to episode two, when we were talking about summer, me and Dylan are huge beachgoers. We love the beach. We go every summer. We have a great time. So, I'm going to envision myself on a beach right now. So, I'm going out to the beach. I'm sitting down. I'm drinking beer in the morning. I'm having a good time, enjoying my afternoon. And I got to take a pee. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to get my happy ass up. I'm going to walk straight into that ocean and I'm going to let it free. There's not even a thought in the back of my mind to walk up to my room and take a piss. Here's why. Who wants to walk all the way up to the room through all the people? Maybe you have to wait on an elevator at a resort and you got to. Wait on the elevator. You got to pee bad because then when you when you're drinking alcohol, you have it. Sometimes it hits you and hits you hard. Like you got to go. So who wants to wait on the elevator? Who wants to trample or go all the way up the stairs, depending on what uh, floor you're on? And then you got to walk all the way into your room. You're wet and you're just you're just making a mess. So how how much easier would it be to walk? I don't know, 25 yards and just go piss in the ocean. I guarantee 80 percent. Of the beach goers that go on vacation pee in the ocean. And I know women don't like to admit it, but I guarantee they do it. They just don't like to tell you they do it. So my, I don't even think it's a debate. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to go pee in the ocean. It's not even close. DG, what do you think?
1: I don't know if our listeners know this, but we don't
0: fact check on this show. We don't fucking fact check nothing on this show. No, we That's a fact. That's been made. That's the only fact on this show. That's been made clear. So we don't
1: fact check. That being said, Procter and Gamble did a study earlier this year, (laughs) back in May, early part of May, and they found that sixty-two percent of people who go to the beach openly admit to having peed in the ocean. Now, that sixty-two percent is only the number of people who have admitted. To peeing in the ocean. Admitted. So Openly. Yeah. So if that, if 62% admit to it, then what's the percentage that really do it?
0: Oh, dude. (laughs) Like I said, I guarantee it's
1: 80 or more. Guarantee it. I guarantee it's over 90. I guarantee it's over 90.
0: Oh, uh, this, this is just an example. The people that I've went to the beach with in the past, the girls... How's come I never see him go up to the ocean, Or not out in the ocean, I mean up to the room during the day? You guys just holding your bladders the whole time? Is that what's fucking happening? You guys got freaking pro bladders and I'm sitting over here with a freaking- Amateur bladder. Yeah, yeah. I'm going into the ocean every freaking 20 minutes and peeing when I'm drinking on the beach, dude. That's not even a lie. I'm peeing all day long. And these girls aren't even leaving the beach. Where are you peeing at?
1: Let me ask you this, Rolski. When you go to Myrtle Beach, are there kids on the beach? Like little kids? Yeah. Okay. So let's say you're you're a parent of one of those kids and they say, Mommy, Daddy, I gotta go pee. Are you gonna hike them all the way up to the room? Is that what you're gonna do? If all they gotta do is pee? Are you gonna are you gonna march them all the way back up to the room? Probably not.
0: Um the quick answer that first comes to
1: mind is uh fuck no. <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're going to tell them, hey, we're Sammy. going out waist deep in the water. Hey, hey, Charlie, hey, Susie, get down out there in the water and piss in the ocean like everybody else on the face exactly. of the planet. Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: It's not, it's not a question, Brandon. I appreciate the question, but it, there is no question. There's no debate, brother. You go out in the ocean, you you do your business, you go on with your day.
2: Boom. All right. Next question's from Jordan. You wake up restrained to a table. With an insane doctor standing over you, the doctor gives you a choice of choosing which two body parts he is going to switch places. Which two body parts do you have him switch and why? Uh,
0: Well, Jordan, what a question. It's a wild question if you ask me. It's a bit of a situation to find yourself in. Yeah. It's a big time thinker over here, Jordan. Big time thinker. But, if I had to answer this question, what would make the most sense to me is the way my arms work and the way my elbows work. I'm moving my legs and my elbows right now. They kind of work the same. I'm going to switch my knees and my elbows. Okay? I know I know that my elbows aren't going to be able to take the weight as much as my knees do but they still work the same so if like I was say I was in a wheelchair I think I could still be able to move with my elbows and be able to you know get around the house or whatever and my my knees are my elbows now so I'm still able to move and grab stuff so I know you listeners are probably thinking like, "Oh yeah, just take your penis and put it as your arm, put your arm as your penis." No, we're not doing that, okay? Because that wouldn't—I don't want my penis as my arm, okay? We're not trying to be funny over here. It's a serious question. Trying to live after this, people. So yeah, I'm I'm switching my elbows and my knees. I mean, it's pretty basic for me. Okay. I mean, do you think that'd be all right? I mean, do you get what I'm trying to say? I do.
1: I get your I get your logic, but I would not want my knees and my elbows to be switched i mean you'd be doing some some heavy heavy curls some bicep curls if you had knees for elbows but dude you try to go for a run and your legs are gonna break
0: well that's break why I, that's why i said okay well okay yeah i mean you're right you're right what do you got i mean that's the best i could think of off the top of my head dude i mean it's, it's a hard question it
1: is a hard question and i and i was thinking about it and i was like is there any advantage to be gained by this
0: no there's I, not. I really don't think there is. I mean, the human. I, I thought about everything. Dude, I th- thought about my hands to my feet. You know, I thought about nose and mouth. thought about, I you know, I really thought about this, but I didn't think it was a body part. I wanted to pick my nipples. <laughs> my nipples and my belly button. But I just. Wait, can we can we go with that? I
1: mean. Okay. Yeah, let's go. You're going gonna, to. Cut off your nipples and put them on your belly button. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna put my belly button up where my nipples are. My nipples down but, where my belly button but is. But you're
1: only going to have one.
0: You only yeah. got one belly button. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Work? Weird, huh? Weird, <laughs> huh? <laughs> what a world. What a world. What you got? <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. The human body was created the way it is for a purpose, you know? Everything's where it's supposed to be. So there's no advantage to be gained by switching any two body parts. You've so you've got a
0: smart answer. At
1: that point, it's just damage control. You know what two body parts can you switch to just minimize the damage that gets gets created. So I got a real boring answer, and you're probably yeah, I don't I don't even know if it's a valid answer, but I just decided after some careful thought and consideration, I'm going to I'm going to transplant my right and left pinky toes on the other feet.
0: Such a fucking cop-out. Was it? Jordan, such a fucking cop-out answer, dude. What the fuck is that? A pinky toe, You're I You're mean, switching pinky toes. What I mean, what's that really going to do to you? You can a, live without pinky Why don't
1: we just chop them off? You don't need them. That's not the question. The question is what two body parts you want to switch. I
0: know, but my God, what a cop-out answer. I'm sorry, but...
1: That's the smartest thing I could
0: come and up with. And you made fun of me with my elbows and my knees. At least I tried to answer the question. I, I answered the question? <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, dude. Okay, if
1: we're not going that route...
0: What else would you do? I would cut my
1: thumbs off and put them where my big toes are. And I take my big toes okay. and I put them where my thumbs yep. are. All right. Does that work? That works for me. Okay. That's a good answer. Hey, I would give you props because I didn't even think of that. I mean, I'm going a- to I'm gonna have to buy a, all new shoes <laughs> or cut holes into ones Gloves. I Gloves. <laughs> Gonna have to get fingerless gloves. Yep. Hey,
0: that's a better answer. I like that answer. I keep the same gloves. It's yeah, just, you're right. You probably could. The thumbs just are be just going tighter. to be empty.
1: Well, why would they be empty? You're gonna have. Well, your, I got no. You know, I got little toes for thumbs now. They're, there's not. going You gonna said be big
0: any. toe. Your big toe is
1: almost as big as your thumb. Not mine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, guarantee you, I guarantee you
0: if we get a freaking ruler out right now it's about the same freaking no size no way dude you're fucking foolish. shit my thumbs are twice as long as my big oh toes you twice I would say, yeah I would say yeah you're crazy you're fucking crazy
1: dude yeah they're, they're my thumbs are a lot longer than oh, whatever. my personal your, your
0: toes are a lot wider your toe is a lot wider true so I said you're gonna have fat you're gonna be tight
1: in the fingers in the gloves I just won't wear gloves. I'll just use my pockets. Corey, next
2: question.
0: Next question. Let's get the hell out of here. What is this?
2: All right. The last question before the question of the week comes from two-time question of the week champion Austin. And it is, on an average day, how many pigeons do you think you could reasonably carry?
0: (laughs) I tell you what, this kid here, he don't ever, he don't ever disappoint he just didn't have the question of the week this week. But uh, I'm gonna tell you. Hell of a question. It is. Dylan, I, take I it love, take it from the top, brother.
1: I love this question for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's strangely particular. We're talking about pigeons. Of all animals to choose. Just pigeons. Just pigeons. Now not dogs or cats. Not chickens. Pigeons.
0: Now, now let's just let's talk about this for a minute. When we talk about pigeons, are we talking about those big gray and white pigeons from like new york city those things are big dude dude didn't are. is that what let's just put that out there is okay that, Let, is that what we're talking let's about let's go with that let's go with the that big pigeons yeah from new york city those things are like four and a half pounds of each dude them things are big yeah
1: they're like small chickens okay yeah yeah some of them are probably as big as chickens honestly well they're they, big dude I the ones a, in central park are big i have a chicken story okay But we'll save that for another day. This is my answer. Yep. So You got it. Anyway, uh, I like the fact that he chose pigeons, and I also like the fact that he says, on an average day, not an off day, not an on day, but it's just an average day. We're talking a
0: Tuesday afternoon. (laughs)
1: A Tuesday afternoon, you're out taking a walk around Frankfurt, and, you know, let's just see how many pigeons you can carry around. Or
0: New York. Wherever you are in the world. Wherever. So,
1: (sighs) do the pigeons like me?
0: Are they trying to get away? Now, you see, I'm not, I'm going to say if these pigeons were nice and you were feeding them.
1: Okay. So are they tame? Like, I just. Are they friendly with me? They're friendly. They're friendly. Can they perch on me? Or
0: do I have to actual actually carry them? We're talking carry. We're not talking perched sitting on your shoulder because pigeons aren't riding you like a parrot on your shoulder. Okay. Well. You have to carry them. And Um, don't forget, they're alive. They're alive here. Yes, alive So when you pick them up, they're probably not going to like it. But they're not trying to hurt you. They're trying to get away. Trying to get away. (laughs) Shit. All right. So
1: I'm going to say I could carry eight pigeons on an average day. Eight. That's on an average day. On a good day, I could probably get, you know, 10, 11. How are you carrying them? Um... Just you know, just cradle arms crossed. Yeah, cradle, cradle okay. style. All right, and just kind of stuff them in my armpits and my crooks my okay, elbows. Okay, so you say eight?
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know, we had the same questions: Are they dead? Are they alive? Are they are ref- they tame? Are they tame? Are they afraid of us? Are they trying to attack us? Are they riding our shoulders? Are they perched up like a parrot? No, we're going New York pigeons probably four pounds each, huge size of chickens, small chickens, we should say. So I broke this down in my head. So if they're able to fly, I'm not carrying very many because I'm not messing with them. You know, their they're feathers are going everywhere. They're probably trying to peck me. I'm not messing with them. But we said they're rather tame until we pick them up. OK, so let's let's pick them up. And this is the way I thought of it. So I got my hands wide open here. I'm putting a bird's feet in between each finger. So in between my pinky and my ring finger, there's a bird's feet. So there's one. In between my index finger and my middle finger, there's two. In between my middle finger and my index finger, there's three. So I'm carrying three birds in each hand with my uh, fists clenched. There's six. There's six right there. And then whenever I cross my arms like this, I'm going four across. There ain't no way,
1: not to rain on your parade here, but there ain't no way if you're carrying three pigeons in each hand, they're <laughs> going to allow you to hold them that way. They're going to be flapping their wings. Dude, they're going to be pissed off. So, I mean, go ahead, but I, f- I take issue with your answer already.
0: Okay, well. Would you let me finish? And I might be able to correct that, you Go son ahead. of a bitch. Go ahead. Oil and water, I tell you. Oil and fucking water. Anyways, so I got six pigeons in each hand. All right, three in each hand, so that's a total of six. I my arms. Now I got four across my chest, holding them tight. So I got 10 pigeons on me. Okay. You're laughing, but just look at me. I'm doing this. You listeners can't see, and hopefully one day we're on YouTube so you can see us do this. I can't wait to get 12 pigeons and test this out. I've got fucking 10, I said. Three and three is six, and four across is 10. All right. I thought you were a math teacher. Anyway, I got 10 pigeons right here. So that's my first one. Now, if I can't handle, like I was going to say, if I can't handle three in each hand... What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a pigeon and a pigeon in my hand. Their necks are going to be in my fist, okay?
1: You're going to strangle.
0: I want to strangle one a piece. So I'm going to have a pigeon in my fist, a pigeon in my fist. So there's two, and then I'm going four across across the chest. So I'm saying six to ten pigeons. You said eight. We're in the same ballpark. Am I correct? I can either, if I, the first, if the first one don't work, if I can't carry 10, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to six. Eight falls between six and 10, yes. So we're right there. I thought you were a math teacher. 12. All right, DG, you ready for this?
1: Pitter patter, let's get at her. Quarry with a K.
0: Hit the music. Listeners. On your feet, it's time for the question of the week. Brought to you by the Old Canal Smokehouse. For the very first time, standing tall at the top, he goes by the name of Nick. If you could pick one of the two to live their lifestyle and have everything they have, who would you choose? Dan Bazarian or Dave Portnoy? <sighs> you know, usually we go with the the funny, you know, the humor, the comedy questions, you know. But this one just caught my attention, Dylan. What do you think? I mean, this 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 right here, I mean, we can go several different ways with this one.
1: It's thought provoking. So, I mean, we, we got two we got two pretty big personalities here. Pretty uh, widely known, I mean. Each I mean, each of these gentlemen have
0: big time. These guys are big time. Big time I'm, following. Everybody, I mean, our age. Let's 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 talk about the age group here. There's a lot of people who probably listen to this podcast that are over I don't know. Probably let's say they're over 40. I probably have no idea who either of these two guys are. But if you're 16 to 35, you know exactly who these two guys are.
1: Or you've at least heard the names. Yeah. So do you want to kind of clue our listeners in a little bit who may not know who these two gentlemen are? Kind of give them just a little rundown.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can do that. Um, Let's just say both of these guys are worth – a lot of fucking money.
1: I mean, we're talking millions, millions and millions,
0: billions. No, not billions. Million, not, multiple not, millions. Yeah, of Yeah, not close to billions. But Dan Dan Bazarian, he is worth close to two hundred million dollars. Dave Portnoy, on the other hand, is worth a hundred million dollars. So Dan Dan Dan's got the net worth on him. He's worth a hundred hundred million more dollars. So. If you're trying to answer this question and you're 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 worried about money, you're going to go with Dan. I mean, obviously you, you got 100 million more dollars. But all right, let's go into these guys. Dan, he is what they call um, the Instagram king. He's the Instagram king. He loves flashing his money. He loves posting with supermodels. He loves going out and hosting parties for like all these rappers, these actors, the supermodels around the world, and all these people are going to his parties. Like I'm not denying that he's a very, very popular because he flashes his money. Dan is a social influencer, if you will, on Instagram. I mean, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, YouTube. He's a big YouTube guy. Um, he he's always just posting what he's doing with his money. Like, I mean, there, there's videos of this guy out there just shooting just, you know, like the uh, the military machine guns on back of Humvees that are just throwing out 50 cal rounds like you see in the military. Yep. I mean, he's doing that for fun. I mean, that's what this guy, I mean, he just does it on a random day. Like today, I mean, you went to work, he's out in the desert just shooting random shit. Just doing with whatever he wants whatever to do. Whatever he wants to do. Or he's out in the Caribbean on his yacht with 50 supermodels that probably pose for a SI swimsuit edition on his boat hanging out with him. Now that's a certain lifestyle that you would have to want to live. It's to be able to do it.
1: That dude lives an extremely extravagant lifestyle. Yeah, and
0: he's a big time Vegas guy too. So he's always in he's he's into gambling. He was on the uh World Poker the World Poker Tour. Well the World Series of Poker. He was on that. Um that that's how he got his name. And also whenever um, you know the Vegas shooting that happened a few years back? Yes. He posted a video with his cell phone. He was in Vegas at the time and he had a video of like the shooter, like he could see like the flash of the barrel coming out of that Vegas hotel. And he was like filming it on his cell phone. And he said that he was going to go back to his, like, I think he had a house nearby because he lived in Vegas at the time. He said he was going to go back and get his AR-15 and come back and try to help the people. So, I mean, he's a big-time uh, social media guy. And he did come back. He did come back. By the time he you know he got back, I think, don't fact-check me, but I think he got back and it was all over by then. But he did help with like carrying uh, the wounded out and stuff. So he's a good guy at that. He did do that. And he also had a uh, movie role in the movies uh, *Lone Survivor*. You seen that movie? Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. He had like a few minute role in that movie too. He was in that movie, and there was a lawsuit and stuff. So that's the thing about uh, Bazarian. He's been in law trouble before. If you go back and you look at this guy's history, he's been in some. He's been in some shit. With money and stuff, so he's got he's got a, like a cloudy past, but now he's like big and bright because he's this social in, influencer. So everybody knows Dan. He's on Instagram. He's the Instagram king. So now, I forgot to mention that he's the CEO of Ignite. You know what Ignite is? It's, uh, a, it's I, a.
2: I've
1: I've heard something. It's a it's
0: know. like a CBD oil slash marijuana medical marijuana company. Okay. And he's the CEO of it. So he's he's he owns his own business basically. I mean he's he's a big time player in this uh, ignite business. So he's big time into marijuana and like uh, the medical field. So that that's really big in the United States right now. It's it's up and coming. So he's real big into that. Then we get into Portnoy. Like these guys, when I think of Dan and I think of Portnoy, I think of Dave. There are complete opposites. I mean, Portnoy was this punk-ass kid who started Barstool. Barstool Sports. He started it from the ground up, dude. He literally started Barstool Sports in his basement. He took a chance on Barstool. He never got a job. He said, I want to start my own company. He was independent. He just started writing blogs. About everything. It wasn't just about sports. They called it Barstool Sports, but it wasn't just about sports. Like It was anything that was trending in the world. Like If you follow Barstool today, they post the most random shit, and I think that's why they're so popular is because they they got such a wide variety of what they post. It's not just sports. It's everything that's happening in the world. So Dave, he started this company from the ground up. I mean, he was from his mom's basement, and then I think he went to Boston, and now he's in New York. I think they even went to LA, but the LA thing failed so they came back to New York. And don't fact check me. But Dave, he's just this this all-around just hustler. I mean, you could probably branch off that. I mean, you've seen his stuff on the internet. This guy is literally just feeding the internet every single day. I'd call it, I call Dan the Instagram king. I call Dave the internet fucking king because this guy does it all. He does everything. Yeah. So
1: if you look at Dan's Instagram, Dan Bilzerian's Instagram, for example, you're going to see him on these huge, these huge luxurious yachts out in the middle of the Caribbean. And he's going to have these beautiful women all around him. He's going to be out in the middle of the desert on the back of some kind of tank looking machine, just firing rounds out into the desert. I mean, He's always up to something, you know what I mean? Like he's always he's always trying to get views. He's always trying to get follows on Instagram. Instagram king. He's yeah. I mean he's got he's got thirty one point four million Instagram followers right now. No fact checking. How many? Thirty four I mean, million. Thirty one point four million. Jesus. Last I checked, Portnoy's got two point five million, which is nothing to sneeze at, you know. No. And I mean, both of these gentlemen are extremely wealthy. I mean, top top five percent of Americans. As far as wealth, easy. Um, but, yeah, Bilzerian, just like any anything he puts out there, it's going to be him showing off his money. It's going to be real flashy. It's going to be like, oh, I can't believe that, that dude lives that kind of lifestyle.
0: You know what I mean? And all us young kids, you mean, we're looking at this guy like, oh, man. There's no way somebody lives that kind of life. That's our dream. Like, yeah. man, I want to be Dan. I want to be Dan Bilzerian. But honestly, man, you think about it do you want to be Dan? Do you want to be him? Do you want to live that lifestyle? I mean, wouldn't you get bored? I mean, I know he owns, or I don't know if he owns, but he's CEO of Ignite. So he's got a big hand in this business and it's blown up. like He was like the leader of the CBD business, bringing it out. So that's how he got all this money. Like He brought CBD into the game, I think. Don't fact check. Big time player anyway. So that's how he got all this money. But the way he lives his life like do you really think he's that big into that business or is he just using that business cuz a lot if you watch his videos and stuff the dude smokes a ton of pot i mean that i mean he, in all of his videos he's got he's got pot laying around and he's got all these supermodels and then, like you said the yacht everything he's he's doing the craziest shit like if you want to live a crazy lifestyle and have the luxury shit you want to be dan but when i think about life yeah, I want the money. Yeah, I'd like to do that, but Dave kind of does the same thing, low key. Uh-huh. Let me explain. Dave, like since this Corona hit, he's putting out content, like you said. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a content creator. That's how he that's how he got his name, Barstool. That's all they do is make content. So Dave, during this coronavirus, he put like six million dollars. Into the stock market. Okay. This is what he does for content. Instead of being out on the yacht with supermodels, taking pictures, smoking joints, this guy is sitting in front of a screen, kind of like I am with my laptop right here. He's got a microphone in his face. He sits in the middle of this screen for like six hours a day on a live stream on Twitter and plays the stock market, dude, with $6 million. And he just, he just, dude, there was a point where he lost it all. Earlier, earlier in the coronavirus shit. Now he's like up a million dollars. Like this guy is just playing with money to make content. Bazarian, he's out in the middle of a freaking ocean with a freaking yacht, dude. He's not, he don't even worried about content. All he's got to do is take a picture. That's where I'm at. Like me and you right now, we're starting from the ground up with this podcast because we're trying to get out there, right? That's what we're doing. Me and you, we're trying to get our name out there. We're trying to have fun doing a podcast. I feel like me and you are more like Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy got his money by putting himself out there, having fun with it. Did he know he was going to blow up like this? No, he had no idea. But now he sold his he sold Barstool the first time to Warner Group for 15 million dollars. He sold it next time to Penn National Gaming for 450 or 450 million dollars like 3 months ago. Dude, you guys, a hundred, he's worth a hundred million dollars right now. He just made a boatload of money off Barstool. He started from his basement. Yeah. Barzarian. He probably started from the bottom too, but guess what? I don't want to live that lifestyle, dude. I want to be Barstool. His employees, if you follow Barstool and you actually get into the Barstool game, if you don't know about Barstool, get on their website and watch their docu-series. They've got like a 15 part docu-series on there and it, he tells you how he started all the way to the top, where he's at now. It's it's probably, I don't know. It's probably 10 hours long, so I mean, if you if you like been watching stuff, I highly recommend it, because I did it. I started following Barstool, but I didn't really know how it started, so I watched the docu-series, and now I'm a full stoolie. Like, I love Barstool. I'm a full-on Dave Portnoy guy, and Dan Bazarian, I never really got into it, because he's too flashy for me. I feel like I'm more like Portnoy. What about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, Bilzerian, he he wants to show the world what an what an extremely extravagant lifestyle looks like. Um, he, like I said, he's he's pretty he's a pretty flashy guy, and people love that. You know, people love love the pictures he, he's posting and videos and stuff and like. You know, people glam, you know, he, he, he's living the glamour lifestyle. He's living the lifestyle that very few people ever get to live. And I feel like a lot of people kind of live vicariously through him. And I'm sure he grinds in his own way. You know, he's got a, he, he's a business owner and I'm sure it's not all just him, you know, out doing whatever, riding. Doing. Yeah, he does on the backside, but you don't ever see it. He always shows you. Yeah, you don't see the grind. Mm-mm. And maybe... and I'm sure that he has some type of oversight of his business or his businesses to some degree, but I'm sure he also has business managers do a lot of that work for him. But yeah, like I'm with you. Portnoy just seems like if you look at a picture of Portnoy and a picture of Dan Bilzerian, like Portnoy just looks like a dude you would, you would walk by on the street and not think anything of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Bilzerian looks manicured and, Pedicured and, and he's always going to have that supermodel on his side. And when haven't up, you seen him without a girl? And He's going to be tailed by 10 or 12 yep. of the best looking women you've ever seen in person. And but Portnoy, I mean, he's still, he's still the dude's worth multiple millions of dollars. 100. He, he's still tramping around Manhattan doing, doing pizza, pizza, reviews. pizza challenges and pizza reviews. You know what I mean? Like you see Portnoy's hustle more than you see
0: Bilzerian's hustle, like you were saying. And to branch off that, you said he's tramping around Manhattan doing pizza reviews, and I mean he's just hustling all the time. That people don't know is the house that Portnoy lives in in Manhattan. It's not spectacular, dude. I mean he uh, he does pizza reviews from it. I mean it's it's a nice apartment. It probably costs a lot of money in downtown New York City, but you're thinking a hundred millionaire. Dude, it's, it's not... I mean, if I had $100 million, I wouldn't be living in that apartment downtown Manhattan.
1: Let me ask you this. I wouldn't be doing it. If That's why I love him. If we could have either one of these two gentlemen on our podcast, hypothetically, and just sit down here and just shoot the shit with them for a couple hours,
0: who are you picking? Wouldn't even be close. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it would not even be... would would be an asshole? He'd be a fucking dickhead sitting down here downgrading us. I feel like Portnoy, he's... Portnoy would feel at home in this basement. I guarantee it because this is where he started. He would come down here and he would shoot the shit with us and he'd have a great fucking time. Yeah, he might leave and be like, man, them guys don't know what they're doing podcasting. But <laughs> he would like it. I'm telling you, he would fit... Portnoy would fit more at home with us. I, I Yeah, I mean, that's... And here's here's another reason why I'm on Dave's side is because he really, he really don't give a fuck what you think about him at all. And he tells people that. He can say, I don't give a fuck. I'm myself. And that's that's how I kinda like feel. Like people might not like this podcast. Well, don't listen. And that's what they would say. But we're out here, we're putting ourselves out there. I feel like we're more we're more like Portnoy than Mazarian because we're just we're just here for fun, man. And that's what they that's how he
1: started. Yeah. That's how he freaking started. And he's been and he's been loyal to that, you know what I mean? Like through all his success and all his money making, like he stayed loyal to who how he started, you know what I mean? Like he he had humble beginnings. And to, like, watch his content on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, it, he just seems like the same old dude, you know what I mean? Yep. So
0: And yeah. I, I also respect Portnoy because, I mean, he shows his worth ethic every day on the internet. He's out there every single day. He don't take a day off, man. There's not a day off on Dave Portnoy's life. And that's what I think me and you can relate to him because, I mean, we're blue-collar guys. We work every single day, and we're still doing this podcast. This guy – I mean, he don't have to do it. He would still have the million followers, but he does it every single day because that's his lifestyle. He's blue collar. He likes to work, and he gets after it. That's me and you. That's the final answer. Me and DG are going with Dave Portnoy. Dan Bazarian. you can have your yachts. You can have your women. We're going blue collar. Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports all day long. That's that. Portnoy,
1: if you're out there listening, feel free to come on the show anytime. (laughs)
0: All right, that'll do it for us. That is the end of our show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod. Like us on Facebook. Our email is SipAndServePod at gmail.com. Send in those questions for episode five. Nick, good question. Uh, A lot of
1: good questions this week. Keep them coming, everybody. We uh, we really enjoy reading them. We really enjoy answering them. So uh, keep up the great work. Appreciate you listening. Be good to each other out there. I'm just, I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride.
0: And I'm um, Rolski. Stay hot. Stay safe. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve Podcast. <laughs>